Hey, it's Amber, and I want to make sure you are aware of all the resources we have at Time of Grace to help you grow your faith. From our TV program with Pastor Mike Novotny to devotions, Grace Talk videos, our blog, and countless books, we want to encourage you to stay close to God. Just go to timeofgrace.org to sign up for our daily email. And now, here's today's episode. Today's episode is called Where Your Treasure Is. We're going to be talking about keeping God, the church, God's Word in its proper perspective, and also how to keep your family close to God. Hey guys, it's Amber, wife, mother, warrior, type A child of God. Here at Little Things, we examine everyday issues from a biblical perspective with one simple goal, to know and love God more. Thanks for joining me. So Jesus said, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. In other words, whatever you most want Whatever you seek after the most, that is what your heart really cares about. That's what you love. This is fundamental. And Jesus advises us in this passage to make the things of heaven our treasure and keep our focus on eternity. And this is really a struggle because this is exactly opposite of what we do. In fact, Pastor Mike, in the behind the scenes interview for his sermon series From Grumbling to Gratitude, he said that, you know, our tendency is really to make mountains out of molehills, right? To flip this around. So to really get preoccupied with the things of this world, taking care of our house, making sure our car is clean, thinking about what we wear, what our hair looks like, how we look. And then at the same time, We put the really important things, like our faith walk, on the back burner. We forget to read our Bible. We forget to pray. We forget to tell our neighbor about God's plan of salvation. We forget to put money towards missions or to use our money in ways that furthers the kingdom of God. So we put a lot of emphasis on things that have no real eternal value, but we put little emphasis on the things that do have eternal value, which again, is just the opposite of how we want to do things. But it is so easy to get caught up in the here and now and in the little tiny everyday things that preoccupy us. So how are we gonna put and keep things in the proper place? Well, God was good enough to give us the 10 commandments. And the first commandment says, have no other gods. And Martin Luther explains, this is that it means that we fear, we fear, we stand in awe of, we love, and we trust in God above all other things. And I don't know about you, but this convicts me. 
Because in our family, we have made so many other things into little gods. And we honestly didn't do it on purpose. We fell into it. Where do you find your security? Do you find your security in the fact that you have four walls around you and a roof over you? That you can pay to keep the roof on, the heat on during the winter and you can keep the air on during the summer? Is it in the fact that you have a good job or your health? Are you fully funding your retirement account? Are you feeling confident about getting groceries at the local grocery store? Because week after week after week, when you go there, they have what you need. Where do you find your security? I think so many of us forget that God is the giver of all these things, and they are wonderful blessings. But they all come from God. So we don't want to put our security and we don't want to worship the blessings instead of the blesser. What about this? Where do you spend your time? Who do you look up to to hear how you should feel about things? Is it to the people of status, the politicians, the sports figures, the entertainers, the talk show hosts? the Netflix, the documentaries, the podcasts, YouTube. Where are you getting your worldview? Are you getting it from the Bible? Or are you getting it from what people say? Because it's going to be drastically different depending on where your worldview is coming from. Do you remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy? Or do you despise preaching? And the word. Do you open up your Bible? Do you even know where your Bible is? Is it in the bottom of a stack of books? Is there mail piled on top of it? Because you know that you should have it somewhere nearby. So you you put it on the ledge or on the kitchen table or on the counter. But you'd have to dig a bit to get to it. How do you view the Bible? Do you see it as a bunch of do's and don'ts and cryptic myths and contradictions? Or do you see it as the true living and active word of God? God's plan of salvation, his promises, um, the sword that you need to discern and cut through all the junk and the lies that we hear every day. Is it your light for your path, your peace, your source of respite? Or is it not all that important? Satan is the king of distraction, and he's going to work really, really hard to keep us from keeping God first and to keep us out of the word, because that's where the power is. Do you remember the account that Jesus told of the rich man and Lazarus? Lazarus was this poor beggar who sat outside the gate at the rich man's house, and he had sores all over him. He didn't have his health. The rich man, on the other hand, he was eating all his lavish food, and he was dressed in purple. He was dressed in fine clothes. He had everything he wanted. He had the house. He had the food. He had the clothes. He had the friends. And there was Lazarus suffering day after day after day after day. But then we're told they both died, and Lazarus went to heaven. 
where he didn't suffer any longer, but the rich man went to hell. And the rich man called to Abraham from hell and said, you know, someone needs to go warn my brothers because I don't want them to end up here. And Abraham said, but they have Moses and the prophets. In other words, they they have the Bible. They have the word of God. That's all they need. And the rich man said, no, 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 no. That's not enough. But if someone from the dead returns, that will probably be the miracle that will turn them around. And Abraham answered, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they won't be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. The Bible's where it's at. And we have it. The question is, do we care? Matthew 7, 22, I'm sorry. um, Jesus said, many will say, Lord, Lord. And he said, I will say, I never knew you. There's a lot of people who think if they know that there's a God, and if they just sort of cover their bases, if they do, you know, the bare minimum, that should be enough. So they know there's a God. They do, you know, Christmas and Easter. And they figure, you know, I know who God is, so that's fine. Well, Satan knows who God is. And Jesus said, many will be saying, Lord, Lord, hey, Lord, remember me? I, I knew that you existed. I, I said you existed. I knew that. I, I remember saying that at my confirmation. And yeah, I mean, I didn't go to church and I slept through church and I didn't care about reading my Bible, but that's not what it's all about, right? I had a college professor who um, I worked in the English department during my years at college, so I got to use, I got to know my college professors pretty well. And so um, I had a college professor who, when he found out that I was a Christian, he said, oh, you know, I've covered my bases. I got baptized, and I go to church on Christmas and Easter just in case. That's not faith. That is not acknowledging that God is true God, and a means of salvation. That is saying, well, in case there is a God in heaven, I am going to do these few things to try to appease him so that when I die and stand before him, I can say, baptize, check. Christmas, Easter, check. Should get into heaven. Christianity says that Jesus appeased God's wrath. We don't have to do that. We don't, we don't have to pay. We don't have to go Christmas and Easter to church. We don't get baptized as a means of um, making sure the gates of heaven open up to us. We just have to believe in Jesus. It's, it's faith that's implanted in us by the Holy Spirit, and we don't squelch it. But instead, We do what we can to make it grow. Again, this comes back to sowing seeds. If you're not a gardener, you might not understand this, but gardening is not just throwing some seeds on the ground and coming back in four months and having this huge, bountiful harvest. It's getting the ground ready in the spring. For us, my husband's a gardener, So we go and get a truckload of compost and we till it into the soil because you have to put nourishments and nutrients back into the soil after 
nourishments and nutrients have been taken out by last year's crop. So you prepare the soil and you plant at the proper time. So there's certain crops that are cold weather crops and there are certain crops that need the heat. So you you plant at different times and you rotate crops. So you don't plant things the same place that you planted them last year because different crops take different nutrients out of the soil. So to get the best yield, you move things around and you plant things next to each other that do well together because certain plants don't do well next to other plants. And so then after you've planted the seeds, then all throughout the growing season, you are watering and you are weeding and you are thinning. For instance, if you want beets or um, radishes or carrots, you plant more seeds than you actually are going to grow. But then as they come up, you take out some of those so that you give the plant more room to grow. So it's, it's tending the garden. That's how you produce the best crop. Now, am I saying that you have to do X, Y, Z to get into heaven? No, I am not. Because that's not what the Bible says. But what I am saying is the Bible does make it clear that we are completely capable of ignoring our relationship with God to the point that we lose our faith. And we just put our faith in the things of this world. And then when we die or when Jesus returns, we are left saying, Lord, Lord, hey, I knew who you were. And he says, you know, I I didn't. I don't know you. Nope. We can squelch. We can put out the Spirit's fire, as the Apostle Paul said. The Apostle Paul said, let us not put out the Spirit's fire or despise what God has revealed. What has God revealed? His word. (laughs) Paul Harvey, back in, I think, 1965, he wrote, If I Were the Devil. And this is just a short part of what he wrote. He said, if I were the devil, I would whisper to you. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the whisper of the serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve, do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that God is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would define what bad is good and what's good is square. And to the old, I would teach to pray after me, our Father, which art not Washington. He goes on and on and on. And as you listen to it, it becomes painfully obvious that this is what has happened. We've put our faith in our politicians. If we get the right politicians in, they'll make the right laws and our country will be in the right direction and they will save us from the bad guys. But what have we found over and over and over again? Power corrupts. We can't put our faith in our politicians, in our leaders, in our governors. Yes, there are good ones. But there are a lot of them that get to govern and then they fall away. They're bought by lobbyists. They have their hands tied because they had to have contributions and they took contributions from this person and that company and that person 
and because of that, they owe favors back to them, and therefore they make these laws that don't do the best for the majority of people, but that actually give that company or that person the break that they need because they paid for me to get here. So what are we going to do? How can we keep our treasure where it's supposed to be and keep our family in line with the things of God? A.W. Tozer said, every man is as close to God as he wants to be. And, you know, we're told the same thing in the book of James. James says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. It is not unattainable to have a close, lasting relationship with God. It's just a matter of setting aside times for devotions and prayers. And individually, each person in the family should want this to be a priority, but also as a family. It doesn't matter if it's morning. It doesn't matter if it's night. My family's always done it in the evening. That's what's worked for us. I have a good friend who their family gets up in the morning and does it before they all go off their own separate ways. Whatever works for your family is great. If you're homeschooling and lunch is the perfect time, it doesn't matter. It's a matter of setting aside time. Make church a priority. And if you're saying right now, ooh, that's a problem. See, we haven't found a church that really fits our needs. Keep looking. Make sure it's a Bible-based church. Make sure it's somewhere where your family feels comfortable. Hopefully it's a place where your children can grow and can learn, can have Sunday school, can have catechism and Bible history classes, uh, uh, some sort of Bible study or youth group. As your kids go off, help them find campus ministry at the colleges that they go to. Make sure that you're talking about God. Just recently, one of my children had an opportunity come their way. And before I even presented the opportunity, I said to them, I want you to know that I've really been praying that God would give us a, a direction for you and help you to see, you know, what you should be doing right now. And this came across, you know, my feed or this is was sent to me by somebody. And I don't know if this is anything you want. And they were very interested. And before long, a new opportunity turned into what they were going to do. But that was from God. And I want to make sure my children know, you know, I've been praying and God's answering So I'm not taking the credit, and we need to give credit where credit's due. Moses told us in Deuteronomy 6, verses 6 to 7, These commandments are to be on your heart. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. And you know what's going to happen as you do? As you do this, you will start to treasure the things of God more and the things of this world less. You will start to put things in their proper perspective. When things happen, you will start to say, "Uh, this isn't that big of a deal. We're not going to stress out. Or, you know what, we really need to address this because this could eventually squelch your faith. And I don't want you to go down this path because I'm worried about your faith. And ultimately, my biggest and most pressing prayer is that you are in heaven for eternity. So we are going to actually deal with this, and we are going to make a big deal about this. But this, not so much, not that big of a deal. And as you teach this to your children, you will be doing what Jesus tells us to. He says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What do you treasure? What do you want to treasure? What do you want to teach your children, your grandchildren, the the children in your church? 
the children in your school, what do you want to teach them about? What do you want them to treasure? Do you want them to be getting frustrated and blowing everything out of proportion because these little things um, that aren't really that big of a deal in their life, little things like what they're wearing. Do you have the latest shoes that everybody else is wearing? Do you have the hairstyle that all the girls are wearing right now? Do you have the latest phone? No, but you know why you don't? Because we give money to church. Because we really feel that with the money that God has given to us, we want to honor and glorify him. We want to make sure that as many people know Jesus as possibly can. And that's why you have this phone and not the newest model and the, the newest model after that, which is going to come out in six months. There's a reason. And for us, we've told our kids too, there's a reason we, we haven't been to Hawaii. Or when we take vacations, we take certain vacations. There's a reason why. Because we also give money to church. And this is important to us. And we want it to be important to you too. I hope this gives you something to think about, not in a convicting way. Man, we all have room to grow, don't we? I know I do. And it's so good for me to be looking into this because as I am, I'm examining my own life and I'm saying, where have we strayed as a family? What more could we do? What are we really focusing on that, let's face it, does not matter? Does not matter eternally. Let's get back to what's important. Let's get back to God and let's get back to the things that God would have us treasure because that is where true and lasting blessing is. This has been Little Things because in God's kingdom, the little things are the big things. If you're a faithful listener, would you rate and review Little Things? There's so much vying for time and attention and reviews and ratings really do make a difference as to what people see. Let me thank you in advance. And don't hesitate to reach out. If you have a suggestion, I am so happy to hear from you. Thanks for being here.